0: That is a coaching clinic in your pocket. We are here on Friday and we have foundation Friday number four. This week's topic is class meetings. Um, As you take over your program, as you develop your program, uh, you also Want to sit down with your individual classes if possible. We talked about the program meeting, we talked about your coaches meeting, we talked about individual meetings. Now that those three things are under your belt and you should have a feel for what your uh, kids are looking for, what your coaches are looking for, now you bring this all together in your groups. Uh, it, it's tough to, I'll be the first one to admit, it's tough to bring the whole group together. Um, but at the very least, you need to sit down with your seniors. At the very least, you need to sit down with your seniors. Try to make it a relaxed environment. Uh, go somewhere to eat. Um, order in some pizza. That type of thing. Anything you can do, though, to to not be in the school or in the gymnasium or in your classroom. Uh, somewhere outside of your normal meeting places is a good place to have this discussion. And I think there's a series of questions that you need to ask and keep your questions short and allow your kids to, to talk a lot, force them to talk a lot. Um, so some of the things that, that, that I would think about asking, uh, would include, um, uh, what's important to you. I think that's the number one thing that you ask your your kids. What's important to you? Um, you may, have, you may think that this is really important to them, but in actuality, uh, something else is really important to them. Um, what do you want to accomplish next season? You know, What do you want to accomplish? Where, where do you want to see the season go? Uh, what kind of team do you want to be? What kind of team do you want to be? Um, and, and in the sense of, yeah, we want to win a lot of games, and that's obvious, uh, but you know, How do we want people to remember this team? How do we want people to remember this group? Um, What do you want to stand for? What do you want to stand for? What is important to you uh, that is, uh, you know, that people will recognize this group and and standing up for this or that? Um, Another question. What is our universal driving force? Or what is our North Star? What is going to drive us? Uh, if you have an experienced group that uh, maybe has come up a little bit short of winning uh, a district championship game or, or winning a state championship, uh, then you say, you know what, hard driving forces, coach, we want to get to the state tournament. We have to get to the state tournament. I'm willing to do anything possible to get to the state tournament or to win that state champion. Or if you're picking up a, a struggling program, you know, coach, we just want to have great energy. Um, we want to have. We want to play with nightly energy. Whatever those things may be, find something that is going to be a universal driving force. Um, I'm putting this uh, meeting in, you know, late in the school year, probably mid to late May, uh, as you meet with your classes, as you kind of culminate this stuff going into June and July and your off season uh, as a group. Um, I think it's important that you ask your players, uh, what do we need to work on in the offseason to play as well as we can and to develop the skills we need to develop? You know, you kind of put some of that onus on them. What do you guys think we need to work on? Uh, What are the two, three, four skills that we uh, need to develop in the offseason as a group, as a team, that will put us in the best situation that we can? I think it's really important that you come up with a way uh, where you emphasize the importance of the three main things that you do as a high school team your open gyms your team camps and your weightlifting uh, we had a points program um, the one thing I would add to it is uh, the weightlifting aspect of it in in the in the equation uh, we gave four points for being at open gym we gave three points for For winning a team competition in open gym we gave two points for winning a shooting competition in the gym in open gym and we gave one point for winning a free throw competition in open gym I think I would give uh, four points uh, for every time that we're in the weight room as well and add that up and we kept track of it and the kids would have to sign in we kept a chart with everything and we put it in the corner of the gym and we made a big deal out of it we handed out t-shirts we made a trophy for the individual winner uh, we, we gave out rewards for the uh, for the, the team winners, the class winners. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, if you have 12 players, and I, and I totaled this up uh, my last year, uh, your 12 varsity kids are the, the kids you envision to be on your varsity the next year. Um, between weightlifting, open gyms, team camps, and league games, there were 154 opportunities to come in and get better you take that times 12 that's 1,848 opportunities to get better and I think that that's a number that you throw out to your kids that hey these are all opportunities that we have we, we have almost 2,000 opportunities to get better here in the offseason collectively here um, I think it's important that you discuss especially with your seniors that uh, you are the foundation for something bigger to come um, you have to continue to develop it. It is your responsibility as seniors to to leave a legacy. What is your legacy, um, coaches? If you do this long enough, you're probably going to have some groups that don't leave a positive legacy. I think you take that negativity and you turn it into a positive, and you say, okay, here's some here's some things that we 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 want to avoid, um, and you don't call them out by name, but you just say, hey, you know. Here's some things that we've seen. Here's some things that I know we can do better, all right? Uh, your three rules for your leaders. I think you explained this because I think sometimes uh, players think that, uh, you know, well, I got to do this. I got to do this. Uh, you know, you know, the three things that wouldn't had be the hardest workers, you know, the first one's in, the last one's to leave, handle all the little stuff, and then leave the rest of it to the coaching staff. Um, and I think you really emphasize that with your with your players, all right. Um, your leaders, you ask them, uh, what are you passionate about when it comes to leading this team this season? You know, what are you passionate about? What do you think you're good at? Um, are you a lead by example person? Which is fine. Are you a vocal person? Are you an energy person? Um, whatever it may be, what can you bring to the table that is going to be a positive leadership quality that's going to Uh, bring us to the goals that we want to reach, all right? I think you talk about standards instead of rules. I don't think you put a bunch of rules out there. I think, you know, three or four really, really basic rules. Be a great teammate. That's a great rule. Uh, It's an all-encompassing rule. You don't have to be really specific with that. Be a great teammate, okay? That gives you wiggle room to corral certain behaviors and, and, and put it, you know, in a situation where you want it to be. Be on time. I think that's a non-negotiable. I think that's a good rule. Um, there's there's other things that you can throw out there uh, as you explain this, but the less rules we have and the less I have to enforce the rules, the better we're going to be. Again, player-led teams are much better than coach-led teams. Um, when we do have rules, I think you explain it to your players, when we do have rules, there is a purpose for these rules, whether they be team rules, rules and drills, rules for scrimmages, uh, practice rules. Uh, there's a purpose for what we're, for what we're trying to do here. All right. Then I think you sit down and, and the last thing you do here, and again, this is time consuming stuff, but would you rather have this time put in beforehand and try to eliminate a bunch of problems at the backside of things? Or do you just want to kind of try and and skirt the process here? And then you're dealing with a whole bunch of stuff during the season, after the season, so forth and so on. I think one thing, and I never did this, but this is definitely one thing that I would do if I get back into it, is I would do an activity with uh, that that is called defining our norms. What is our normal behaviors? Uh, what what is acceptable? And and again, you ask the kids, and you go through some things here. Uh it, it, you try to have a be a, a player-led discussion. Uh you're there to guide it if necessary. Uh but again, the less talking you do, uh the better. Some of the things that are part of this, um, just some examples. So, you know, you ask the players, what do we do when one of your teammates is unfocused today? How do we handle that? What is the definition of unfocused? Um, what do we see as a player who is unfocused? All right. Uh, How do we treat a player who is coasting, who's not playing very hard today, whether it be a practice or a competition? Uh, How do we, you know, what is bad body language? What do we do with somebody who is displaying poor body language? Um, And you put it in their hands. All of these things that I've gone through here today, uh, some other things that you might want to go through here uh, with the norms, a player who feels superior to everybody else, Uh, somebody who's being undisciplined, whether it be on the court, um, or off the court with their maybe their social life or their academics, um, players who are not coachable at certain moments, uh, players who make excuses, uh, player who shows disrespect for teammates or coaches, uh, players uh, who show disrespect for opponents, uh, a player who fails to keep a commitment. Um, all of these things, everything that I've gone through here, the last 10 minutes or so, You need to turn this over to the players as much as you can. You've done your research. You've talked to the team as a whole. You've talked with your coaches as a group. You've talked with the individuals. Now it's time for them to take the lead and describe what they want to see out of their basketball team. And I think when you put it like that, it puts the onus on them it gives them the responsibility they have to hold one another accountable again if you can do this with all four of your classes that would be awesome at the very least you need to do this with your seniors i i would have i would do things like this with my seniors if i get back into it I'm going to do everything I can to do this with all four of our classes because I want to develop those norms starting their freshman year and not just turn it over to them their senior year. I want them to think about these practices as they're going through their entire careers. That's the most important thing for me. Uh, Coach Kwasniak uh, from uh, Ohio talked about how they develop leaders every single year and by the time they're seniors they're just taking the baton from the next guys and tweaking things instead of feeling like they're starting the whole process over um, I think that's vitally vitally important coaches so foundation friday number four your class meetings again I encourage you to do this I think it's a great idea it, it is time consuming I'm not gonna lie to you it's not t- it is time consuming but I think it's really really important that you set a good foundation. For your program, whether you're you're starting over with a program or you're beginning again going into your to your next season. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at a pen and a napkin. Uh, if you have any questions about the pod, uh, if you want me to address anything, if there's anybody you think is a good person to talk to, let me know. Email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Coaches, I hope you've enjoyed uh, Foundation Friday number four. And as always. Be sure to hone your craft one day.